episode 105. This is crazy. This is really the official day of games, if you think about it. We got the appetizer yesterday, but we get the full slate of games. So let's go ahead and start this episode. Oh, and wait a minute. I'm going to give you guys a quick cheat code before we start this episode. Again, I apologize. So the, just to touch up on a few players that maybe you can consider in your waiver wire, uh, this is more for the shallow formats and the redraft for points leagues. Dynasty formats, they might be owned, but Josh Hart is one of them. Obviously, with Zion Williamson out, he's only 17% owned in Yahoo. Luke Kennard as well can be considered as well. Mo Harkless, eh. Kobe White is like an eh. And then Dwayne Bacon is someone that I've always talked about. 20% to, excuse me, 22% owning Yahoo formats. He's someone I'm definitely willing to uh, have him as a, a priority to grab. He's not even just a streaming option. I think he's a player that you're going to start for a while. Kendrick Nunn that I've always talked about for the longest here, even before the summer league, uh, is someone to consider with the Jimmy Butler situation that we don't know. And then maybe Alfred Payton as well, obviously. Uh, you know, I'll take the, the heat with Dennis Smith Jr., but they're going to play musical chairs there. And Matisse Thibel is a player. He didn't have the best game, but the two steals and two blocks is something that I'm going to consider with the situation in uh, Philadelphia is he's like the sixth man there, right? So that's something to take in consideration. Dwight Howard could be available in your formats, 46% owned. Uh, Seti Osman is, uh, you know, just, just to name a few guys that you consider out there. And Zubac, he didn't have the best of game, but he's only 24% owned in Yahoo formats with um, Paul George out. So these are just some names you can consider in your shallow formats. I didn't name everybody, uh, but that is something to keep in mind. And then even Alexander Walker is someone that you can consider out there that you want to go ahead and add. Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Uh, this episode, we got the, you know, the, some games yesterday. It was more of an appetizer, but this is a big game a slate here this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. And it's nothing better to share it with a rival of mine, uh, LT, uh, the Sage. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, Starks. It's good to be here on this this oh, this loaded Wednesday, man. I am excited to go over some of these uh, these box scores for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. This is going to be exciting to go through some of these games in particular. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So we'll actually touch up on some of the news that formulated here because we are recording while games are going on. And one of the pieces of news that came out is. Uh, Nicholas Batum, your boy there, LT. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, Batum, man. Yeah, he uh, he fractures his uh, right middle finger, I believe. And uh, y'all pass you the ball. You know, what's your thoughts on that, real quick? This is this is, okay. It's not funny that he got injured. First of all, <laughs> let me just let me just start there. Uh, 
but it's just funny. We were just talking about that. Uh, Jacob the White Knight. We were all just talking about Batum. Right. And, uh, of course, he comes out and literally plays like 11 minutes and then injures himself. So uh, the big news from this game is I, I, I'm going to have to, like, talk to you about this. P.J. Washington, where did this guy even come from? I, I was not expecting him to do to, uh, he might have gotten extra time because of Batum, but it looks like he started this game. Uh, he he, he's uh, seven snipes. What, 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 what do you know about this guy, Starks? Well, I'll say it like this. This is a guy that I had mentioned, you know, in the Ooh, dynasty okay. format, um, you know, back before this season started in particular because of Charlotte being such a wasteland team. They need mm. players to formulate. Now, I'll say this. I didn't expect this explosion to happen. Oof. You know, I don't know anybody did, but I know that there's been people that kind of talked about him. He was one of my mentions, too, that could get the opportunity. And then, obviously, what you just said for him to just go ahead and start uh, with no its, ends, or buts about that. And I guess we can kind of translate to the game because you already moved there, which is perfectly fine. Him getting 37 minutes, and just like how you had mentioned, hit seven snipes. That's nothing oh, to take lightly. Man. And he took the most shots on the team, which is just wild to, to take this in, you know, th- in particular. And this guy also, LT, he can get you some stock stats, though. He only had mm. a steal block. So there's more to come, and the upside is, you know, sky's the limit for him. I don't expect him to score this many points each game, but he is someone to be, you know, uh, be to if, if he's available on your waiver wire, he shouldn't. But if he is, everybody needs to pause this podcast and go get him now in the shallow oh. league. Go get him. That that that's not a coincidence. Thirty seven minutes, like you just stated. Oh man, two for two from the free throws. Looks like he's a you know maybe small volume in there, but he's making them. Uh, another guy on the Charlotte. I was I have been big on, and you know you know I like my bacon crispy. Oh Dwayne Bacon. Yes. yes. I, I, he he was a steal later in your drafts. If you were able to get him, uh, I love what I'm seeing. He actually took 21 shots this game. He was out there 33 minutes. Uh, doesn't look like he was in foul trouble. And he had two he had two swipes and five rebounds. That's just ooh, that's music to my ears. Three assists just to boot. I love me some Dwayne Bacon because man, he is going to be there. Like like you said, uh, bottom dweller, uh, a team in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised, though, Terry Rozier, uh, I was expecting more from him. What do you think about that stat line? Well, it's a a very, not even a pedestrian, that's a a pretty Mm. bad, it's a pretty bad line. I think it's because there is a little injury that kind of formulated in this game in particular. He should be fine, but to kind of pivot back on Dwayne Bacon, this is another guy, I'm glad you even brought him up, because I was all over this guy, too, uh, before this season started. And there was always reports that started to come up as the preseason and as the season came uh, by. Now, he shot really bad, 8 for 21. But this is one of those things is I don't care. I have a style of pumping up the volume. And I'm sure you're familiar with that, LT. Shooting 21 shots. And that Mm -hmm. is nothing to take lightly. If they're going to give him the keys as far as, like, taking this many shots, that's good. Now, he doesn't typically give you the stock stats, like the steals in particular, but he might get lucky stats from time to time. And he had two steals today, which is good. So you're going to typically get points and threes from him. But to go back to Terry Rozier, uh, this is an unfortunate game. Obviously, it's just the one game that I'm not going to be concerned about. What is a concern is what this injury could be. But to kind of come back to another player on this team in particular is Devontae Graham. Um, man, you know, he had 27 minutes, 23 points, 8 assists. 
and he shot really efficient. Now, this game is for him is more of an outlier because he only took nine shots and he made seven of them, but he made six three-pointers out of seven. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to have these type of games moving forward. But in a deep dynasty league, he is a player that I would stash. Uh, but as far as Terry Rozier, I, that's it, it's not a good line to see. We expect him to do more because of the uh, how much he got paid this year. And mm. to kind of go back a little bit on Miles Bridges, oh, man. <laughs> I wanted him to take more shots. And yeah. the, the beautiful thing that he at least did is he got you three slaps. I like to call it with Lewis. And I'm sure LT, we used to go back in the day, call him mm-hmm. slaps and blocks. And he's, he'll have better games. Better days are going to come for him. And uh, Cody Zeller had an interesting line at 15 and 12. I'll leave it there. Is there anything else you want to touch up on this game, LT? I, wanna, I wanted to just uh, kind of do a quick Sage Eye stat right here. If you want to look at Charlotte, look at look how many threes these guys are taking. Uh, the amount of threes this team has taken is crazy. So just, just to, I think they took 44 threes wow. in this game. So that just tells you how, how fast-paced they're looking to really do the uh, Golden State method. So uh, you can expect, I, I feel like P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges, I think they're going to even out. I think those numbers are going to even out a little bit as the season wears on. Uh, and uh, I guess the only thing, other thing I could talk about real quick is Lori Marketing. Uh, wow. Um, nothing to say. He, he, he <laughs> stuffed the stat sheet. I mean, man. And uh, it's look, he's looking good so far early in the year. Yeah, I mean, it's just like this is Jacob's his this is his uh his baby right here. Right? He <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he had a very excellent game. You know, thirteen for twenty five. He made eight of his ten free throw shots, and he's going to pump up the volume when it comes to three pointers. And I know uh, Jacob had mentioned like he's like a baby Dirk to him, so okay. I can kind of see that con- conspiracy or comparison in a way. Uh, one of the bottom dwellers situation here is uh, Thomas Sanaransky or Sato. And he had a really poor game as a guard. And this is one of those things. And I mentioned, like, I don't like to play Russian roulette, spin the bottle, or musical chairs with certain positions on teams. And this is one of those times that I'm looking at Chicago Bulls. Now, Sato is another guy that's going to have better days to come as well, too. But then you have Kobe White. And you you have to mess with Chris Dunn. And that's just a situation I don't want to, you know, mess with. Sato should be the best guard moving forward. But Kobe White had a, a, a very underrated game. Because he struggled through most of the preseason, but this game was 17 points and seven assists. It's something that I'm going to look at in the dynasty format. I mean, you got to at least roster him. Zach Levine had a eh, he had a decent game, and Wendell Carter Jr. he he did okay, 12 and nine. Again, he's going to have better days to come. So that's all I really have to say on this uh, you know game in particular. So we'll move forward on the the next game, and the next game that I wanted to definitely talk about here. And I'm sure you do as well as the Detroit <laughs> and Indiana game. So I'll pass you the ball. I'll let you, you know, run what you want to see there, man. Man, so as far as this game is concerned, it's very interesting. I like a couple of things on this. First thing I want to talk about is Demontas Sabonis. Uh, this guy, 13 boards. Uh, he didn't have any of your intangible stats, the steals, the blocks, but he had 27 points, no three pointers. So he was just feasting on the inside of the basket, five for five from the stripe. And um, I saw some of this game, and he was just, I mean, it's crazy. He was just 
feasting on the inside against Detroit. Um, I, I, I really, I, I really want to see him string a couple of good, solid games together. You're not expecting him to score 27 every night, but if he can round off to about eight, eight rebounds a game, maybe do around there and get maybe one, one, one slap uh, a game and get maybe 14 to 15 points. He's going to be a steal from this last draft for sure. Um, your boy, uh, I, I see your boy on here did <laughs> incredibly well. Three slaps, two steal. Wow. Okay. 25 points. How do you feel about miles Turner? Three, four for seven. Tell, tell me how you feel about that. I feel really good because I didn't expect <laughs> him to jack up seven three-point shots. But what I do expect him to do is, like, I've been saying this last year, um, like, take more shots, man. You are better than this, man. And he took a pretty good amount of shots at 15 attempts. Now, I did get scolded last year because Miles Turner, um, and I'm, I'm you, you just now joining here, LT, you didn't know last year, but I was getting uh, basically a handful of people reaching out to me saying Miles Turner was a scrub. Uh, it was it was struggling a lot last year to be to be honest and another thing that came across is that uh they were saying Sabonis is better than Miles Turner so I was like no that's not the case exactly it was a little it was a little uh pretty pretty steep and then as time progressed on last season we know what Miles Turner finished finished at but that's not a knock on uh Sabonis because I believe Sabonis is a good player just like Mm -hmm. you had mentioned the stats and he's not going to give you the stock stats per se, but he's going to give you those points and rebounds, like you said, and some good assists from time to time as a big man. But the stock stats is not expected to be here. But I want to transition also on Ma- Malcolm Brogdon, which had a, a really good game. 22 points, 11 assists, 3 rebounds, 10 for 11 at the strike. <laughs> you knew I was going to point there. Yeah, Harden-esque, <laughs> as you would say. <laughs> Right. So that was an excellent game for him. And then obviously the, with the recent news that TJ Warren, a guy that I was like, man, I think he's going to break out with all the injuries. But unfortunately, he gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. He falls on his chest and hip and he was out in the fourth quarter. So hopefully uh, he comes back a lot sooner than later. But I can almost expect him to miss some time. And then kind of looking at the other side of things and like who could be a potential pickup. They did give uh, Edmund Sumner some time, 21 minutes. Now he didn't have the best of stats, but that's something to watch. And uh, as far as what the immediate grab could be, it's really hard in Indiana at this point in time, but he did have three steals and I believe he closed this game out. So when you close a game out, uh, as far as when a game is this close, that's something to take in consideration. And then Jeremy Lamb, he had a he had a mediocre game, but mm. we'll move forward on the Detroit side of things. And your boy Drummond, man, I'll, I'll pass you the ball on that, man. That's crazy stuff. Drum sticks. He is back at it. Uh, where's Lewis when you need him? Yeah, uh, start beating his chest. Um, I right. think he, uh, he loves the big man. I think he has Drummond in our league, in our league, but uh, he has twenty three. <sighs> Anytime you get 20 plus rebounds, man, 23 rebounds. The stat that stuck out to me right away is the free throws. Because exactly. us- usually what you see with drumming or you drumsticks, you get them, you're, you're punting free throws. You're, you're pairing them with somebody else bad at free throws. Eight for 10. If this is signs of things to come, he could have a monster, monster fantasy year. Three steals, four, oh my God, four blocks, 32 points, 12 for 18. That is a monster line. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can beat that, uh, but I do want to speak on something on this uh, particular uh, team and, and people were calling me crazy. 
But I'm telling you what, Derrick Rose is going to usurp <laughs> Reggie Jackson as the starter very, very soon. You, I'm telling you, I picked Derrick Rose in like all my leagues because this guy looks like he is healthy and he looks quick and he rewarded me with nine assists on oh 26 minutes, six for 11 with 18 <laughs> points. I am man. What a man. What else did you see on this Detroit team that you like? I'm so. just, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you stopped. Cause I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, man, you're, I feel like you're one of those, uh, those, one of those Derrick Rose fans last year when he was like starting out real hot and they were calling him MVP. I don't know what that issue was last year <laughs> in the beginning. Now I'm not saying, he's not going to be a good player because he was given some value uh, last year. And as far as the supplanting Reggie Jackson, I wouldn't say that's a bold take because that that backcourt is just odd, uh, needless mm-hmm. to say. But one guy that I want to also mention is Luke Kennard in that game as mm-hmm. well, dropping 30 points. Now, he didn't get the assist like Derrick Rose did. But one thing that I also take notice of is just like you had mentioned, like with the snipe attempts, he had nine snipe <laughs> attempts, making six of them. And honestly, whether he's coming off the bench or if he's starting, doesn't matter. Luke Kennard is actually a good, valuable player. So I guess my question is to you, LT. I'll, you know, I'll put you in this spot. <laughs> Who would you rather have, Derrick Rose or Luke Kennard, man? Oh, man, I like I like that. I like being put on the spot. So uh, Luke Kennard, like I said, I, I've looked at a little bit of little clips from each one of these games. And uh, surprisingly enough, a lot of the assist for Derrick Rose, uh, you would think, was teaming up with Kennard. So they both came out, of, on, you know, on the bench together. They had some, you know, some uh, uh, some teamwork chemistry there. Uh, but I would I would definitely rather have Kennard. Uh, on 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 a fantasy squad. <laughs> no, no, you don't. But okay. <laughs> uh, me, I mean, <laughs> uh, I would definitely rather have Kanar. He he's going to be the, the most consistent player uh, every night. Now, what I will say is that if Derrick Rose takes Reggie Jackson's place in the starting lineup, which will happen within a month's time frame, you heard it here first. Um, uh, Reggie Jackson will be regulated to the bench. I don't think that's a really a. a, a Saying Derrick Rose is that that great, but I think Reggie Jackson has really taken a, a bunch of steps back over the years. Um, but uh, I think Luke Kennard is going to be the sole six man on that team once uh, once everything kind of changes and formulates, and once um, Blake Griffin comes back, I think Kennard really really complements Blake Griffin's gameplay. So we'll see. Uh, Bruce Brown, he's he's got to go. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, hopefully everything will round out. But I mean, if you're looking at this game and you picked up Drummond in the second round in your drafts, or if you got a steal and got him maybe in the third because people didn't want to uh, deal with the free throw headache, you're you're looking really smart right now. Yeah, Bruce Brown, I think is an okay player. He's not going to yeah. give you. He's not going to. He's not going to give you a lot of points, but he's going to give you those low end stats. But is, uh, uh, the disappointment here for me that bothers me because I think I even advise the listeners so you guys can forgive me here. Is Christian <laughs> Wood only had three minutes this game, mm-hmm. and this and this is one of those things that irks me because it's like Blake Griffin's out. Like, let this man play. Uh, on the court, you're giving Thonmaker more minutes than him at 15. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think that's going to be one of those things that is going to be a continuing process with this team in particular. I think Christian Wood is obviously the better player, at least in my opinion. Because, I mean, Snell, Snell, you later. Tony Snell is getting all these minutes, 31 minutes. And I'm just tired of seeing this, man, because he's, he's just defense, a, a player. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. He's out there for defense. That is it. 
<laughs> and uh, I'm gonna be honest, he might be out there for defense, but he ain't even getting them stock stats either, though. So I guess he, I guess that's where we're at. So, um, but real quick on Drummond, I, I want to at least talk about that real quick. Just like you yeah. said, with Lewis was on this episode because you know he goes Donkey Kong Country with mm-hmm. big, big guys in particular, and just like you said, the free throws. Now I don't see this being. A consistent thing but if it is going to change and, and bump up his free throw percentage for the future that's definitely perfect and honestly last year i feel like drummond gets i don't know for what for some odd reason i know that you potentially would be punting the free throw line but regardless like i feel like this guy's always overlooked you mm. know each year in in the categories league and I, I mentioned this like in the beginning of this year that he was like a top four player that's even when you when he was punting free throws the last two months in the season, it's like people kind of forgot about that. And all these like players that are formulating, you know, Luka Dantich and just other great players. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, they're not good players, but it's like Drummond is still going to be a player that goes in the second round and third round in, in some drafts. And to be honest with you, he's realistically a first round talent, first but round. obviously you're going to be punting free throws. So we'll kind of move on and transition to the next game. And it's the Cleveland and Orlando game in particular. So looking on the Cleveland side of things, uh, Tristan Thompson, Triscuits mm. or Biscuits, man. Triscuits or Biscuits. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, you remember that. 16, yeah. 16 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, boring, boring <laughs> stats. I mean, uh, this this Cleveland side of things is, is not pretty. But I'll say this. Uh, in particular, one thing that I'm going to you know, stand out is say in a dynasty format that although he didn't have a good game is Kevin Porter Jr. As Cleveland continues to have a rough season as a wasteland team, mm-hmm. he's going to be a player. And he missed all of his shots today too, 0 for 6. But one thing I want to mention on you know, Porter Jr. is he can have the opportunity to be a good player and obviously in a, a, a stash. And I know I had mentioned Darius Garland. Now, he didn't have the particular good game. Here, uh, he was three for nine, hit two snipes, but he still had five assists. Now, one thing that sticks out to me for that, uh, obviously with the five assists that he had in particular is it looks like he's going to facilitate the offense because he had the most assists on the team. And Kevin Love, he didn't score a lot, but he did have 18 rebounds. And I'll pass you the ball on Sexton and the rest of the team, man. Oh, yeah. You know I want to talk about Mr. Sexton. Oh, man. So I, I like, saw a blurb earlier right before the game started that they were going with Garland at the point guard spot, which I was happy about. So I know you. we talked in our last podcast about Garland and how, you know, my, 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 my guy at work gave me the Sexton pick. But I think Garland – uh, I think Garland starting at point guard helps Sexton actually be the player who he is. He's not a passer. He's not a facilitator. He is a slasher. Uh, he hit three snipes tonight that I wasn't even expecting. I, I don't expect him to really shoot crazy from the three point line. Uh, yeah. He was five for 15, not very efficient, but like, like we stated last on the last podcast in redraft league, Sexton is a great, you know, points guy. Uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't give you much of anything else, but points, a uh, nice couple snipes. So uh, I, I, I like that dynamic. Um, Garland's going to be better than this. Uh, I did see a little bit of that game, and he he, he looks the bill. He fits he fits the bill. So um, another thing I will say in redraft leagues, um, Tristan Thompson, oh man, uh, uh, one of those uh, coupon clipping big men every yeah. single year. I think <laughs> I think it's been five six years running. 
where you could just wait to the end and pick up Tristan and he'll get you a double double almost like just automatically every game. And so that's just something to think about when you're if you're going point guard heavy in those type of redraft leagues. Tristan Thomas is a Tristan Thompson, Tristan Triscuits, Triscuits is a great player. Triscuits or Biscuits is a great player to pick up in the late rounds. Um, what about Orlando? I, I'll tell you what, I am super disappointed in Aaron Gordon after this game. <laughs> what, what are you thinking when we see these magic? There weren't nothing really magical going on with Aaron Gordon. <laughs> it sure wasn't, man. They were trying to pull a rabbit out their head or pulling out charcoal or something. Man. I mean, Vucevic, that, if there's any, like, Vuce is always going to find a way to do yeah, good. But I am, dis- like, if you're disappointed in Gordon, I'm disappointed in Isaac. Mm-hmm. Only had eight rebounds and three points. And he, he only shot the ball three times. Like, man, shoot the ball, man. But at least he had two blocks and a steal. Uh, one, one thing that kind of sheds a little light is Markel Fultz did get a decent amount of minutes at 23. He had 12 points and six assists. So that could be potential decent things to come for him in particular because maybe at some point in the season, just like the White Knight had mentioned, he can see Fultz probably starting over DJ Augustin at some point in the season. And that's not a crazy thing to think. But one thing I also want to touch upon, I don't want to talk, touch up and talk about your boy Minu, even though he had like a lot of minutes for no reason. I was um, going to say, <laughs> Minu. <laughs> That's my guy, man. <laughs> um, it, it, the, the guy I definitely wanted to talk about is uh, Mo Bamba. I, I've been speaking mm. about him the last few episodes in particular because it's almost like he's a forgotten soul. But in a dynasty format, and I, I can understand because they just signed Vooch for that, that contract as well. But if you're going to, if, if Bamba somehow, and I'm not saying he's going to be this year, but if you're in a dynasty format, he's still worth having on your team if you're building the long term because 7.7 rebounds in 13 minutes. He didn't get any blocks, but the potential block uh, uh, potential that he can get in categories leagues is like 2.4 plus, especially if he's going to get like maybe at some point of his career 25 plus minutes. It's not it may not happen this year, but give it a couple years. Somehow, some way he'll get on the court and he'll be good. Uh, for your team, I'll pass you the ball. You know, if you want to touch up on anybody else in Orlando, man. Yeah, um, I, w- I do want to touch up. I do want to mention Aminu. Um, <laughs> I have <laughs> to uh, uh, Alfarik, uh, but I want to touch up on him because he's he's a scary uh, he's a scary guy for us fantasy owners of Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac. Um, the the Orlando Magic are good enough to be in the running for a playoff spot this year, and so they in the, at the end of games. Uh, Aminu's defense is going to keep him on the court. And it, unfortunately, that's going to be at the cost of either Isaac or Gordon, depending on probably who's not playing that well at, the, at that game. So we need to watch out for Aminu. As you can see today, it was Isaac who took the fall here. 23 minutes for Isaac. Aminu, because the game was closer later on in the game, the claim was decently close later on, uh, Aminu came in for defensive purposes and racked up some some small stats here and there. But yeah, that, I'm really worried about that. And Forney and, and and Farina, Evan Farina, um, uh, Fournier, uh, he, he's just he's just a consistently scores points, man. He just gets buckets. I was worried because he he talked a little bit about an injury. He wasn't a hundred percent going into this game, uh, but uh, I look at the stat. I was worried to see his stats and his minutes, and he played more minutes than some of the other guys in the starting unit. So uh, maybe he maybe it was maybe over talked a little bit on his injuries. But that's that's pretty much it. Everything else is uh, T Ross with nineteen minutes. Uh, everything else is just standard standard magic uh, mediocrity. <laughs> 
so yeah, that that was a poor matchup anyway. So yeah. you know, glad we we got that out the way. So <laughs> this is not even the best matchup either, but this is an interesting matchup. It's Memphis versus Miami. Um, so Jimmy Butler actually had to sit out for personal reasons, which we're, I'm looking to see how that you know, information formulates, hopefully everything's okay. But jumping on Miami side of things, because I am still gushing over this guy. Now, everybody had a lot, a lot of players had a good game, especially Winslow. But of course, you guys know, for the listeners, you're sure probably know, I'm going to talk about Kendrick Nunn. Uh, He had another good game. And honestly, they pulled him three minutes in a game. I think he was like two for two. He was the first person to be uh, swiped out and put on the bench. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> it's like you guys are really not trying to let him to be a, a good player. You know, honestly, maybe it could be his defense or his size or stuff of that nature. I get it. But, like, man, just let this man play. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I want to mention is, you know, he shot really efficient, 10 for 18. He hit all of his three – or, excuse me, hit all his free throws. He hit a snipe. And it was just one snipe. So that doesn't necessarily mean he, he basically – needed to keep taking three-pointers. It was efficient scoring, you know, jump shots and and around the basket with two steals. So the question is, you know, when Jimmy Butler comes back, you know, how are they going to to utilize these players? Because Goran Dragic, uh, the Dragon had a good game too. Mm -hmm. You know, off the bench, 19 points, three rebounds, three assists, and he was nine for 10 at the free throw line. So it's like, man, and then you got your, your, your guy and a lot of our guys, Tyler Hero had a pretty good game too. So, um, as far as in a dynasty format, because I know a lot of people, you know, tune into us for dynasty, but we'll give you the redraft and the points flavor as well, too, on this podcast is you got to hold none, man. And if if he doesn't get the minutes when Jimmy Butler gets back in uh, time, keeps coming down and, and, and declining down, then that's probably when you pitch him and cut him. But I'm going to be honest with you. I want to hold him as long as I can. And that's that's probably even potentially in a, a redraft in points league, because I want to see how this goes, but I'll pass you the ball there, LT, man. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm just going to uh, nickname the Miami, Miami, the uh, Andis Clippers, because all I see is guards uh, over <laughs> yeah. here. And so it, it's yeah. crazy how many guards they have on this team. And I think their rotations are going to be so hard to to be consistent throughout the year. Um, it, it, one thing I will say uh, with this game is Myers Leonard only played 18 minutes. He was the starting center. Um, and it looks like they really, you know, Olenek, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Um, I think they can play, possibly play because of Winslow's size, out of bio at the five in some lineups and they're going to have a lineup of Butler eventually hero none or drag it out there. They're going to be really going snarball in Miami. And so you're going to be getting some crazy stat lines. I'm a big Tyler hero fan. Um, I think that he's the, I think that he's uh, his potential, especially in dynasty leagues. I'm pretty sure he was a hot commodity to pick up in yeah. dynasty leagues. Um, and he, he, you fit the bill. Eight rebounds for a guard of his size and stature. Two steals. I only had one turnover, which was the big thing that I was worried about with him being uh, coming in is his turnovers. But and he 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 really it, he looked good out there. He looked like he belonged. Uh, Winslow. Um, 
I, Winslow, I, don't get, I don't get him. Bro. I don't like Winslow, man. I'm just about to say. <laughs> Winslow is such a weird dude to me, man. I, I don't get it. He's the point guard, but he's a forward, and he's he is so weird. But he, he killed it tonight. So if you took a chance on Winslow in those later rounds on redraft leagues, you're smiling from ear to ear after <laughs> yeah. seeing this line. He uh, And, of course, this is without Butler. But, yeah. man. Is, man, I mean, I can't get mad at that stat line. Seven rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one just filling the stat sheet up. <laughs> I, I can't get mad at that. But, yeah, in, in Dynasty Leagues, Kendrick Nunn, like Stark said, and Tyler Harrow, they're the future over in Miami. So definitely look, uh, look, take a look at them. Yeah, and last thing on Justin Win- or Justice Winslow, man, I, I'll tell you like this. If you have him on your team, I'd be willing to sell him like hotcakes to play like this this week because it's it's hard to have this last. Because I remember a listener kept asking me about him last year. And you know what's funny, LT? Like, Winslow was putting up, like, pretty good games like this last year. I'm just he like, was, man, what is what? going on, man? And then he would just kind of fizz out. And I'm just like, I, I don't get it. But I, I just don't want him rostered on my team. So just sell him. Um, I think this is another situation that, you know, I would try to sell him. So we'll transition to the Memphis side of things. And uh, Ty or excuse me, Kyle Anderson didn't start, um, which is weird. This this is going to be Memphis is going to be a a interesting and fun team to watch because even in a dynasty format. But before I get to Anderson in particular, Brandon Clark is the echo and the hype train that is out there in dynasty formats, which is rightfully so. Uh, He didn't have the best of game, but he had eight points and uh, seven rebounds, and he had twenty three minutes. Hopefully, as time progresses on. He gets more minutes because Jonas Valachunas, which was odd, he only had 16 minutes. And as an owner that I'm not an owner of him in any leagues, but as an owner that drafted him within a top 60, top 70 pick was willing to, you know, have them him in consideration as a top 50 player. And I can potentially see that. But if they're going to mess with his minutes, like uh, almost like it was like that in Toronto, I'm not saying that's going to be the case. But if it is, that is a concern. But on the other side of things, you know, Jaron Jackson, Triple J, mm. he, didn't, he didn't get the blocks. Well, actually, he did. I'm sorry. He did get mm-hmm. two blocks tonight. Uh, and, and another thing that I did appreciate that he did go to the free throw line a lot uh, at nine times. Only made He made seven out of nine. He missed all of his three-point shots. But things are, are to uh, be better for him now. As far as John Morant goes, uh, I think he's going to be a solid player. Uh, for your fantasy team, especially in the dynasty format. So I'm excited there. I'll pass you the ball if there's anything else you want to touch up on in Memphis. Yeah, definitely. I want to, I want to touch on just the game in general. Um, If you look at the the Memphis, everybody on their squad was in foul trouble in that game. And so I think the rotations we're seeing, because I was looking at the, when I was looking at the game stats and everything that they had like a, I don't even know, like a, 12-man, 13-man rotation going on here. Yeah. And um, I, I I look now, I look, and everybody was in foul trouble on the starting lineup, except for Jay Crowder. Um, so pretty much everybody was, they, they were 
you know, playing musical chairs out there. One guy that I like in dynasty formats that fits the bill and looks like a that he might come out and if he gets enough minutes is Grayson Allen. I really like this guy when yeah. I was watching him in the preseason. Um, he caught my eye, uh, my sage eye a little bit, and I think he's going to be a solid player. I think he's going to have to fight for minutes. Uh, he has a couple of people in front of him, but if you're in a, if you're in a dynasty league, you want to pick, you want to try to, you if you have him, you're happy to see he got 20 minutes this game, first game out. He got 20 minutes, jacked up five triples, um, and uh, he's he's ready to go. He's going to be their their uh, three point specialist. And I think he's in the regular rotation, even with all the foul trouble. So, uh, other than that, uh, Memphis is a boring team to me, man. They they <laughs> they're a bo- they're a boring team to me. Jaron Jackson Jr. is your triple J. He's your main guy here. Um, he did okay, uh, like Stark said. Uh, he had the slaps, two blocks, and then John Morant. He's gonna he's gonna hurt you early. Uh, he's gonna hurt you early in um in category leagues. So he had six turnovers this game and he didn't, he didn't really uh, reflect that with the assist kind of, you know, you at least want to get an even six, six, if he's going to have six turnovers, at least six assists. Um, But he didn't make it that time. But he'll he'll get better. He'll get he'll win you league at the end of the year. I feel like by the end of the year, he'll be much more uh, uh, refined in his role. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. But other than that, nothing really stuck out. Yeah, and then last thing I'll say is uh, Tyus Jones actually had a solid game from mm-hmm. the bench. But it's like you said, it was like so many pieces coming off from the bench. But like you said, there was a lot of foul trouble going around. Yeah. Uh, with the, you know, f- uh, three of the five starters had five fouls. So that's probably, you know, like you had uh, highlighted on. But mm. Tyus Jones, real quick, 15 points and seven assists and two steals. And one guy I want to also talk about real quick. Uh, you had mentioned like uh, Grayson Allen. You know, he is a potential dynasty grab because it's like Dylan Brooks, only had 18 minutes, but also he was also in foul trouble. But the guy I wanted to touch up on is Bruno Caboclo, and he only had four minutes. He's a guy that could potentially be well if they give him opportunity. But we'll go ahead and transition uh, in the Minnesota and Brooklyn game that went to overtime. So Minnesota won 127, Brooklyn 126. So coming on the Minnesota side of things real quick. <laughs> My uh, one of my my guys that I believe is is a first number one pick is Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Thirty six points, fourteen rebounds, three assists, three steals, and three blocks. Shot efficient, eleven for twenty two, seven for eight. The free throw line. This is a crazy satellite. I didn't expect him to take eleven snipes, but he hit Ooh. seven. That is just wild. Now, if I'm gonna nitpick on him at all, because I there's just certain players. If I'm gonna pay the maximum premium on, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at everything is the three assists. I'd like to see five, and that's just that's just mm. nitpicking. But he had an excellent game. Um, there's nothing really to complain about. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, one of the <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. This is like a, this I was just Andrew, about to say. <laughs> it's so Andrew Andrew Wiggins esque, isn't it, man? Bro, man, I'm gonna steal the ball. <laughs> I'm gonna steal the ball real quick. <laughs> Man, you you did they lose? No, they won. You can't have Wiggins <laughs> shooting twenty seven shots, man. That's that's not a recipe for anything. I don't care what team you are, what what kind of. He still put up fantasy points. He had a he had actually to be honest, he had a decent game. But oh man, 20, did he? But did he though? Twenty ten for twenty seven in points league. Like we mentioned the other day, yeah. zero for four from the snipe area. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Um, but no, like we mentioned in the last, he he's gonna you're gonna love him in points leagues, but I wanna talk about 
someone that I am just gushing over right now. I'm telling uh-huh. you what, I am smiling and I'm feeling uh-huh. good, Starks. Uh-huh. Kyrie Irving. Oh, mm. Man. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I picked him up in I think two to three leagues this year where oh, man. I had a uh, back end went two double guards. So I got Lillard in the first round and then I got Kyrie Irving. He was always falling to me. I don't know why everyone was just not touching him. And I, and I'm, I'm worried that maybe, maybe something I don't know. And I come and I look at the stat line and he scored 50 <sighs> points this game. He is jacking up everything um, at the basket Seven seven snipes as well, which makes Cat's line look even more impressive that a big man's hitting the same amount of snipes as Kyrie. Nine for ten from the charity. Eight rebounds, seven assists. He even added a block, which, I mean, <laughs> that's unheard of. But I, I, I'm just, man, I'm telling you what, Starks, I am smiling. What do you feel about, uh, other than the Prince of All Saiyans coming in with that stat line? <laughs> you know, coming in I, I, know, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Let me know what you feel. What do you think about the Brooklyn, man? Yeah, so Kyrie, real quick, I'll say, I'll probably say it like this. I'm just kind of looking at it for maybe a person of a, of, of a person that wants to draft Kyrie. The thing is, maybe the reason why that he could potentially slip in some drafts is because of the high usage rate that he is going to soak up. And, it's, and I love players that has usage rate, but player like Kyrie or Irving that are accustomed to little ailments, knickknacks and injuries along the way um that could be a potential concern but i'll be honest with you like this is this is a crazy game that he had you know that dropping that 50 bomb uh it's unfortunate that it was almost what's the words uh it was almost man it it basically didn't do good for him because they lost right so you know it's an unfortunate thing but it was almost in vain. That's what I was just trying to say. It was, it's almost like it's vain, but uh, it's a, it's unfortunate. But you you touched and highlighted and everything on him, um, mm. man. That's a beautiful game. But yeah, just like you had mentioned, I you know I wanted to touch up on the Prince of All Saints. Oh, oh man, what a <laughs> coupon clipping, man! Wow, <laughs> Tareen Prince, and he had the most minutes of the team, forty one mm. minutes this game. Now, fifteen points, eleven rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. And I just like. I just kept saying, like, man, you know, I was talking with uh, Jacob about this, and as well as you on the last couple podcasts, I kept saying, like, who else is there other than Karis LeVert, which had an excellent game, too, 20 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. Um, I was just like, who's the next man up? Because Prince could be the third or fourth option on the team. And by looking at this, he was tied as the third option with uh, Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. And to have 13 attempts, that's something that's beautiful. I think this is a uh, a bounce back year for him. Hopefully he gets more opportunity because he started out actually really slow this game and out of nowhere, he just made a few <laughs> baskets pretty quick. So hopefully this is uh, more things to come, but I want to also talk about Jared Allen real quick. Now yeah. this, it looks, it looks kind of deceiving six points and nine <laughs> rebounds, but what doesn't look deceiving at all is he had five slaps, mm. five blocks. And that is the game changer. Now, we talk about uh, Mitch Robinson, but Jared Allen, if you're going to give me this many blocks, and I'm not saying he's a Mitch Robinson type of block specialist, but he is a block specialist. But just to have this in particular, and another thing that holds true and strong uh, in my spirit about this is he not only had 36 minutes, but we had the concern of DeAndre Jordan sharing that time frame with him. And DeAndre Jordan only had 16 minutes. So for those that were a little bit 
more concerned because I know in some dynasty formats, a lot of us uh, drafted early before the report came out that they were going to share minutes and sometimes DeAndre Jordan would start. But, you know, hopefully this is things to come that Allen will get the right deserved or rightfully sold minutes coming his way. But like I said, six points and nine rebounds with five blocks. It's something that is a game changer in pretty much essentially any uh, format. So uh, I'll pass you to ball. Is there anything else you wanted to touch up on this game in particular? Not too much. I did want to touch up on the Brooklyn, just the overall look and feel of the team um, when, in redraft leagues. If you're looking at anybody, if you picked up anybody on this starting five, you're probably happy. Uh, it looks like they're going to be playing heavy minutes. Looks like the rotations are pretty set in stone. Um, DeAndre Jordan, unfortunately, even though Jared Allen had a big game tonight, mm. I feel like De DeAndre Jordan is still going to usurp minutes from him overall. Um, in this game, it looks like he DeAndre Jordan didn't start, came in and and, and sucked up the joint. Um, so uh, he he didn't play that much and still had four fouls. But um, I, again, in, in in dynasty leagues, I'd rather have Jared Allen all day, um, all day, every day. He's gonna eventually he's gonna be the man, especially next year um, it, it, when Kevin Durant is healthy and they're playing. Uh, Jared Allen's probably gonna be a main cog there. Uh, and as far as Minnesota, one thing I forgot to mention on Minnesota side is a, a Torian Prince like player, covert ops, your guy. Yeah. Um, he had six for 11, three snipes, uh, nine rebounds, only two turnovers, and played 32 minutes. Uh, he's a guy that's secretly going to get you some very nice stats every night. Um, just keep an eye out for him. Um, if you if you pick them up later in your drafts, like I know I did, um, I think you could have waited to maybe the eighth, ninth round to pick up uh, Mr. Covert Ops. Uh, Wait, what, what league are you in to get that? Well, Hey man, it might have been a, a you know ten ten team league, I guess. Okay. So, uh, Twelve team leagues probably a little earlier, but he he's gonna. He, I, I like Cobra Ops this year, um, kind of secretly, kind of doing everything he needs to do to uh, kind of get you wins. So, and especially in category leagues. Yeah, Covert Ops, man. I always love mm. me some Covington, man. And he, he's, <laughs> he's gonna bring he's gonna bring the steals and blocks here soon. But yeah. transitioning to the Boston and Philly game, did we? I, I felt like we talked about, him, but we get. We didn't, I guess. Nope. I'm pretty sure we. I'm pretty sure we didn't because your your boy here, G. Hey, man, he had a pretty good game, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna pick that up. I was actually. I was actually at the gym and watching the game. And I kept seeing G. Hey score. I was like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> you, you, pro you probably was prepared, like, "All oh, man, Starks is going to talk about oh, it too." They're going to talk about that G. Hey, hey man, he looked he looked okay. He still looks <laughs> tough. Yeah, yeah, he he does look a little slow, but twenty five points, five mm -hmm. rebounds, two assists, yeah. um, nine for eleven at the free throw line. Which is a little concerning. He didn't take any snipes at all. I don't I don't like that. Um, <laughs> Jason Tatum, this was an interesting stat line, though. 21-10, 2-2. Two two. Uh, I, I just say this. He didn't shoot particularly efficient, but with one thing that is good to see is he took 22 shots. I mm. think it's because Kimball Walker, man, Kimball Walker, they, he wasn't efficient. He looked either. off. He looked awful, by the way. Um, he looked awful this game. Yeah, Marcus Smart, 4-4-8, four, four, eight, eight assists. Uh, it's, Boston should be okay. This is just a bad game. I'll pass you the ball if there's anything else you want to touch up on here. Not too much. I watched a lot of that game while I was at the gym. I, I, Kimba looked awful. He looked out of sync. I think it's going to take some time for him to figure out his role on Boston because I feel like on Charlotte, he was the guy. And... <laughs> 
I don't think he's the guy on Boston. Um, I think that's Tatum. Tatum definitely was uh, establishing himself as the main option, taking some ridiculous uh, step back threes um, and just showing that he it's his team. Um, and Jihei played great. Um, I, I'm kind of angry to say it, but he looked <laughs> He looked okay out there. He looked okay, so I'm a little I'm a little mad that uh, he he came out all, after all I said. He's gonna come out and show out like that. But if you have Kimba, do not worry about this game too too yeah. much. Um, he's gonna bounce back. Four for eight. Four for eighteen is is crushing, but yeah. especially in cat leagues. But I mean. It, he's he's gonna be better. He just has to figure out his role, and I think he's gonna be more of a spot up shooter in this, and, and less slashing and and all everything else. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that uh, kind of uh, evolves over the season. Uh, but it Starks, what what do you think about Ben Simmons uh, in, over in Philly? I, I, this is what I think of him. He still he didn't take any three point shots, man. That's what I think. And, it, and I feel like and I feel like Jacob might call it out. What what did he ask us? He's like, hey man, did you, mm-hmm. he said he said over or under five three point shots. Five 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 made threes. Yeah, I think it's five. Uh, and it's funny. I was watching the game. I was like, all right, Ben, go ahead and shoot that triple. Never did. And so it, it was like, okay, I'm a little worried now. He wasn't really even looking for it. Uh, he was kind of just pinning his ears back and going after the uh, in- interior of Boston, uh, which is, you know, kind of on their weaker point. So I can understand why he might want to do that. Um, it, watching the game, it felt like Joel L. had like 30 points. I don't know why, but it felt like he did a <laughs> lot better than he actually did. Uh, had the three slaps. Um, what do you think about some of the other players on here? It looks like everyone did okay. It looks like they're, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Al Horford fed everybody the same power that he had. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the pedestrian stats across the board. Because it's like, you know, Tobias Harris was weird stats. He had 15 mm. points, 15 rebounds, four assists, and two steals. <laughs> That's not something he really particularly does. That's weird. So I think Al Horford is spreading the wealth in that aspect. But um, one point, like kind of pivoting and going back to Ben Simmons real quick with the 24 mm-hmm. points, eight rebounds, and nine assists. He didn't have any stock stats. He had no steals or blocks. Um, and then obviously in the free throw line, he's going to hurt you there two mm-hmm. for five. And B it was bad at the free throw line, four for eight as well. But once that line, as you know, you already know, LT, I love guys that take high volume and making free throw shots is Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. Man. He was nine for nine at the charity stripe. I seen him, uh, although he didn't, uh, he didn't get the assist, but at times they let him facilitate and run the office at, at times. And I, that's yep. something that's beautiful to see because, as you know, this uh, bench – and actually, let me go back real quick on Boston for the dynasty format. I know people are kind of like concerned with Carson um, Carson Edwards. He had only 11 minutes. But for those guys – for those that are in deep dynasty formats, don't give up on him. Give him some time. But coming back on the Philly side of things, again, uh, where, where is – Sire Smith, he didn't even get any time. Is he hurt or something? But the guy that got the most minutes that I still like is Matisse Thibault, and I mm-hmm. think you call him Thibully. Thibully, yeah. Um, I'll say this real quick. In particular, he, he only had 21 minutes, but I'm going to be honest. I seen him out there. He looked kind of scared. He made some, you know, he made a couple mistakes here and there. But one thing that is beautiful to me, on a bad game, he still got you two steals and two mm. blocks. You know what I'm saying? So, even if he gets 20-something plus minutes a game, if you're giving me those stock stats, I'm fine having him on my team. He's not a person I'm dropping in. I'll kind of pass you back the ball if there's anything else you want to touch upon in this game. 
I want to uh, die bullet Matisse. Uh, I was, yeah, when you watch him out there, he looked he, a little timid this game, but yeah. 21 minutes still, he, uh-huh. he racked up fouls real quick, but he he looked good and he looked like he, he he belongs out there and for a rookie to come out and have 21 minutes right off the bat uh, more than James Ennis more than Mike Scott uh we got Kyle O'Quinn another uh another person on there that uh, that's been in the league for a while um for him to come out here and and, and still with this one for five you know only two, two the two steals and two blocks and get 21 minutes. He's gonna really. Uh, he's gonna be good. And I, I'm looking back now. Joel Embiid only had 23 minutes. He was in foul trouble. So it looks like he was in foul trouble. So take take. We'll take his uh, stat line with a grain of salt. Um, he actually had a good stat line for the amount of time he was out there. So other than that, I got that. That's all I got. All right. So we'll kind of transition to Washington and Dallas. We'll speed things up here on the offense side of things. And uh, Dallas won against Washington. So it was 108 to 100. And looking at, we'll kind of start on the Dallas side of things. And Przingis, he started out really slow this game, but he started picking things up. He did get 29 minutes, which is good. Um, you know, getting him prepared, back in shape and stuff of that nature. 23 points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal and a block. Uh, he hit three snipes. And Luca, the Luca show, 34 mm. points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals. He shot, the, the, as far as the efficiency goes, because that was a knock on him last year, he shot a lot better, 12 for 19, six, at, six for eight at the free throw line, and then he hit four snipes. And uh, is there anything else you want to touch up on, uh, on the Dallas side of things there, LT? Um, not too much. They're pretty much uh, are their rotations, their players, everything is pretty much what we expected at the beginning of the season. Um, one thing I will say, I did pick up Porzingis, I believe, uh, in one of my leagues. And the reason why I picked him up is because he's going to start off a little slow. He, he's coming back from that injury, and he's going to he's going to have to get his uh, legs under him. But in this offense, um, he has the uh, capability of really putting up some great stats with Luka Doncic, primarily with ball handling. So uh, I, I like to see what these two are going to do as a tandem but uh you, you if you picked up porzingis and you know third fourth rounds people didn't want to touch them uh you're feeling pretty good about this first game back nice yeah that's true and then the washington side of things looking at it uh i'll, I'll give you the ball here momentarily on bill yeah. uh but, but the guy i want to talk about is i always pronounce his name wrong and the listeners come at my neck about it <laughs> and if i'm wrong listeners please continue to correct me uh rui hechimura I like to call him Rochi Morrow, and, and I know people get mad when I do that. <laughs> but uh, 14 points, 10 rebounds. This is a guy I've always kind of talked out uh, about because he gives me the – not saying he's going to be like a Rudy gay S, but he kind of gives me that some similarities in that aspect. But he's going to give you those boring games, of almost like meat and potatoes, 14 points and 10 rebounds, which I expect with empty stats behind it. Um, he missed all of his three-point shots. So in the mm-hmm. dynasty format, he is a player I like. And then Thomas Bryant, that we all like, had a, a pretty good game as well, too. 14 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. He made all of his free throw shots. And I'll pass you the ball on Bradley Bill and anybody else you want to talk about there. Uh, I'm going to reference Bradley Bill real quick. Um, he Bradley Bill was going super early in drafts this year. Um, he he was out there for 31 minutes, 7 for 25 efficiency oh. on his shot, 1 for 11 from the three-point line. It will get better. So if you if you spend a first-round pick, one of your later first-round picks um, on Bradley Bill, don't worry. The minutes are there, and uh, he, he has to shoot better than that. Um, yeah. 
he, one thing that he did have is three swipes and nine assists. Yeah. And what I what I noticed when looking at this team is they don't really have a facilitator, um, a pure facilitator. Ish Smith is going to be that guy, uh, but uh, to me, he's more of a scorer than a facilitator. So um, Bradley Bill with nine assists, if he's he's if he's going to be the one running the ball up the court and uh, commanding the offense, uh, it might be a special season for him. Um, but other than that, Thomas Bryant, he is who we thought he was. Uh, tried two, uh, tried two snipes out tonight, but six from six from the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, so a big man is giving you a double double and also great free throw percentages. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. And then, like you had mentioned real quick on the Washington side of things, like. Who is going to kind of give the guard help there? Is it Ish Smith? Is it Isaiah Thomas when he gets back? John Wall's out for the whole season. And then Bonga. So it's going to be one of those things that you're going to have to pay attention to. So for those listeners, still pay attention to Washington in particular because you don't know who could formulate. So kind of transition into a few more games here, New York and San Antonio. So I'll go ahead and take the heat on here <laughs> because Den Smith did, not, did nothing here. And this is one of those players that I'm going to take heat on for a while, which is fine. Because this is what I expect, because Fizdale will do this to you. Now, Elford Payton, as you know, I like him, LT, and I know you mentioned it too. He had five steals with yes. eight assists. And that's just crazy to see that in uh, 26 minutes. And they try to start Trier. Like, I, I just don't mm-hmm. get why Fizdale does this type of stuff. He only got six minutes with nothing behind it, right? Um, so I'm not going to, you know, I can wreck this team all day, but real quick on Dennis Smith Jr., he only got 10 minutes. Hopefully, you know, Fizdale will give him some time, and I, I would be patient there, but I'll pass you the ball with Randall and everybody else there, man. Oh, yeah, you already know. Uh, Randall the Vandal, you already know who I was <laughs> yeah. going to. Uh, man, big on Julius this year because what I love to look at when I do drafts, especially redraft leagues, is primary scorers and the guy who's going to get the rock and get it often. And Julius Randle is probably the main one on his team. He shared the most shots with Marcus Morris, who also had a good game, surprisingly. Um, but uh, Julius Randle, 10 for 18. Uh, I, I want his free throws to be a little better, but 4 for 6 isn't terrible. 11 rebounds, 6 assists coming from that 4 spot for you. Um, 3 steals, 25 points. I mean, if this is for uh, a sign of things to come, he's going to have a special season as well. And then Marcus Morris, I mean... Uh, is he going to do this every game? Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but according to Starks, no. Um, and then uh, just, to, just to kind of follow up on what Stark said, um, the guard the guard area in this team, the guards on this team is just avoid it completely. They don't, <laughs> Fizdale has no idea who he wants to play that guard spot. Started Alonzo Trier. He... <laughs> <laughs> Six minutes and just decided, hey, you just sit sit on the bench the rest of the game. You're good. We've seen enough. And then uh, played, and then it didn't make the mistake of playing Alfred Payton. Uh, so for 26 minutes, so you know you're in dire straits when he's playing 26 minutes. He yeah. did have five steals and eight assists, so I guess he did okay. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go on the San Antonio side of things, and uh, I don't have too much to say, but I. I I know you and uh, the White Knight is pretty happy with Murray, so I'll pass you the ball on that real quick. Murray's pomade. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love this guy, man. So I was looking at the game. I was like, uh-oh. I don't see any stats for uh, DeJounte. And I looked down. I was like, I started smiling. Seven for <laughs> ten. And we were worried about his assists. If I can get six assists 
five to six assists from Murray every game or on an average, that's a win for his draft position in redraft leagues. Um, eight rebounds. That's a man. I, you know, I, I love point guards that grab the rack and then three swipes. So he is definitely uh, looking good so far. Everything else on the uh, Brian, uh, Bryn Forbes. Uh, it's exactly. not a guy. <laughs> Not a guy that I really uh, was tracking. Um, what, what do you What do you think about Brent Forbes, Starks? I, I don't think too much of him, but I'll say <laughs> this. I mean, he got the start. He did get 32 minutes. Uh, he's more of a guy that you just pick up and stream to see what happens, but I don't think this is one of those things that lasts for Forbes. But, gotcha. hey, man, it's good to see. But also, it was interesting sign to see Trey Lyles, man, out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, starting. starting. Right, with 8 points and 11 rebounds in 24 minutes. Rudy Gay, you know, old reliable. That used to be your boy, man. That um, was my guy. Yeah, he, he didn't have too bad of a game. Only 20 uh, minutes, 13.6 rebounds, three assists. Uh, one of the guys that people kept asking about, Jacoperto, like, the, the big man there, it's just a questionable thing. We know about, you know, LMA did fine. Mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan didn't have the best of game, especially 7 for 11 at the free throw line. That just He just didn't have a good game. But better uh, days are to come for him as well. Um, there's nothing else I really – I just – talking about San Antonio is hard for me in particular. Um, but we'll kind of finish off here. There's there's games going on. We'll save it for the clutch shot. But there is one more game we can talk about because it's almost over, and it's Oklahoma City and Utah. And the game is really close. It's 94-96. It, it's probably going to end by the time you guys listen to the, the episode. But one of the guys that I, I started to like this year was SGA. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't he didn't get the the assists or he didn't get too many stock stats. But what I do like to see is the usage rate that he's getting, especially the shot attempts at twenty three shots. Uh, he hit three three pointer or excuse me hit three three pointers out of seven with twenty five points. So I know you had mentioned it's going to be maybe Gallinari, which could be the mm-hmm. the leading point scorer there. And, and Gallinari had a good game. Mm-hmm. Man, he he's always efficient at that free throw. Man, it's crazy. Always. Always. So five for five, he was like 21.7 rebounds to assist. Um, one guy I want to also talk about, and this is good because he's closing out, and this is beautiful for me, beautiful for me and for those guys that and, and ladies that play dynasty formats, is a guy I've always talked about is uh, Hamidou Diallo. Mm. And he's closing up this game in particular right now as it's going because it's like, who's going to be the next, who's going to be the wing there or the two or the three type of player in okay, see, that's going to get the opportunity because it's like, it's got to be Ferguson, it's got to be at Diallo, and it's got to be maybe someone else there. But Diallo was the guy, just because of his athleticism um, and what type of things that he can do. Now, he didn't have an, an explosion game, but the 12 points with three rebounds is a good sign to see with uh, signs to see with 22 minutes, and I'll, I'll pass you the ball there, LT, if you want to touch up on that. Yeah, just real quick. I had um, in two leagues, I believe this year, I was able to get Chris Paul at a super discount. If we don't remember correctly, a year or two removed, Chris Paul was a top 10 pick Mm -hmm. in fantasy. And uh, a lot of people were kind of down on him this year because of his change of scenery. But he's, uh, to me, he's motivated this year to prove the doubters wrong. Um, They're probably going to lose this game, um, but that's because they can't. They. No one can seem to stick Donovan Mitchell. Uh, but as far as this, as far as his season this year, he has 30 minutes. If he, he can average 30 minutes a game, that's a win for me. He's going to, uh, again, he's usually very good in the steal category. Eight rebounds, only three assists this game. You know, that's only going to go up. Um, mm-hmm. 
my my big dud right now. It, both of my big duds for this this night, both are coming from this game. Dennis Schroeder with thirty <laughs> minutes, one for eight. Oh, uh, and, and 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 that's not even a Schroeder line, you know. Like <laughs> Schroeder is jacking up like shots left and right. He doesn't care, but he only managed to shoot. He's only shooting eight shots in a thirty-minute time span. Uh, SGA seems to have taken Schroeder's duty as the jack-up artist. So I don't. I I'm worried about Schroeder in this rotation just off of this one game. Uh, but he is still getting minutes. So that's your only. If you pick them up, that's the only thing you can kind of hang your hat on. And just just to kind of transition into Utah, um, <laughs> Royce the 5'9", uh, I mean, Royce <laughs> O'Neal, who is this guy? Six for six, five rebounds, one steal. <laughs> I mean, he is an efficient line. I don't know who this guy is and why he's starting, but he's he, so far he's doing a great job. Uh, 30 minutes on there. What do you think, Starks? How do you feel about Royce the 5'9"? Hey, man, Royce the 5'9". You know who knows about him secretly, man? Why, why does Lewis know about him, man? Oh, uh, Lewis know about Royce? <laughs> yeah, he, kept, he, kept, he kept saying, Starks, hey, man, check out Royce. I'm like, man, I don't care about him. He's like, man, watch, he's going to get the starting job. And he, and he did. He started, right? But it's wow. funny, 14 points, 5 rebounds. But I want to actually also transition to the Donovan Mitchell, as you had mm. mentioned. And Conley, I'm about to, you know, put him on the spot. Oh, here please too. don't. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, and I know he hurt a lot of people's feelings last year because everybody expected him to make, to make the next jump, and including me, um, but he didn't fall. He, he did get a little bit better at the end of the season last year. Now, this game, he started out actually slow, but he's having a good game right now, and this game is pretty much over, like you said, 30 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists. He didn't get any stock stats either. And another thing that's concerning to me, his free throw, he needs to get to the line more, um, and he didn't jack up a lot of three-point shots. So that means, to me, at least he can still score without relying on the three-point shot, which is good. Um, but now coming back to Mike Conley, you know, you can't run Conley. <laughs> this is a situation. Now, this is just one game. He he'll be fine. But three points, five assists, that seems – it sounds bad. But once for 16. Oh, gosh. And he missed all this three-point shots, taking six shots. Um yeah, this is a buy low situation, mm. and hopefully, honestly, maybe I'm going to hope that he has a couple of more bad games just because that some GMs typically are, you know, they panic and they're willing to try to try to trade him away. And if he does have some more bad games, he's one of those players that I would try to buy low on, and I think he'll be fine. So. I'll pass you back the ball if there's anything else you want to touch up on here. I want to touch up real quick on Joe Ingles. I... I, I He's not starting, so it's very surprising for me. Joe Ingles isn't starting. Um, he's a fan favorite there in Utah. If if Joe Ingles is not starting, he still has 32 minutes. Looks like he's. It looks like Joe Ingles and Bonjan Brianovich maybe are sharing maybe that uh, that uh, three spot or four spot, and so. I, if Royce O'Neal is carving out 30 minutes, I, I got to stay with Royce the 5'9 on this freestyle. <laughs> if he's carving out 30 minutes uh, amongst Bo, Bojan and Joe Ingles, if he's on your, if Royce the 5'9 is on your waiver wire in redraft leagues or in, even in Dynasty, you may want to give him a look. Uh, it, this, I mean, it, on the Utah, it's hard to get into crack a rotation in Utah. Usually they're very, uh, you know, specific on their rotations in Utah. Um, keep a look out for him. Maybe pick him up, see how he does the next couple of games, see if he's the real deal. Hey, man, you can keep a lookout on him, but I won't take any. <laughs> but no, that's funny because Joe Ingles is a guy 
regardless if he's a six man or starting, he's always going to get solid minutes, uh, mm-hmm. particularly. And he typically gets a lot of assists. He's not getting it this game. And real quick on Gobert, I guess it would only it wouldn't be right if we didn't talk about him. Seven points and fourteen rebounds in one block. Ah. Uh, I, you, you, for me, I, I need more from from a, a big, but you know that's just me nitpicking. Um, but we'll transition. Kind of, you know, we we went further than uh, I expected on time, but <laughs> we want to go ahead to go with the clutch shot, and I'll let you clutch it up on Portland, but I'll clutch it up on the Sacramento and Phoenix side of things because we're recording while games are going on. And looking at this side on the Sacramento, so I'll take two clutch shots for each team. So Buddy Hield, he finally signs the contract there. Scores well. He's going to have more points, but right now he has 23 points, four rebounds, and one assist. Uh, let me see how many snipes he hit. Oh, perfect! Of course, I love it. Five snipes, uh, efficient, efficient at the free throw line. And then on the Phoenix side of things, let's see who we got. We've got DeAndre Ayton. This guy looks is looking. One thing I'll say that looks better is he's taking. Hopefully, he's taking more shot attempts because I was crushing him all season about that. So he's doing okay. And lastly, uh, uh, Ricky Rubio, a guy that I've always loved, (laughs) eight assists in the third quarter with nine points and six rebounds. Mm. Would not be surprised if somehow he sneaks in a triple-double, a low end, if that's the case. But I'll pass you the ball on the side of uh, your your team, Portland and Denver. What you got for us tonight? Yeah, so um, just to let everyone know, my team, uh, my favorite player is Dame Dalla. Okay, and my favorite team is Portland, and Denver is our kryptonite. So Denver always plays us well. Somehow, usually when we play them, Paul Millsap goes for like twenty-eight points or something like that, even though he's like thirty-five years old. But um, this game, uh, looking at it, I do want to take some uh, clutch shots here. Uh, Rodney Hood. Looks like he's going to be the one that's going to be starting. I know some people were thinking it may be Baysmore, it may be Hazonia. Uh, no, nah, I think Rodney Hood's going to keep that position and keep that spot open. Has 21 minutes so far. Damian Lillard is not shooting efficient, and neither is CJ McCollum. I'm watching some of this game, and they're just they're, they're not shooting, they're not playing smart. So, uh, one crazy stat line uh, that I have to speak about is my guy Whiteside. Uh, oh, five for five. Four for four from the charity strike. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's 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 like that, that will never happen again. 15 yeah. rebounds, one block so far, 14 points. Um, and so he's really, really doing a good job so far. And to uh, move over to Denver, a guy that I was really, really loved picking up later in drafts was Will Barton for some odd reason. <laughs> People missed the fact that he was gonna he was winning the starting job over Tory Craig over in Denver. And so he is starting and he has already got 13 points, four rebounds, one steal, uh, three for seven, two snipes already. Um, and he I mean, you got he's a super coupon clipping. So uh, and uh, of course, Nikola Jokic, um, a top five pick uh, in redraft leagues, only with four points getting mm. shut down by Whiteside uh, this game. So that's that's something to keep an eye on oof, oof. yeah so that was good man and yeah that's that is something to keep an eye on hopefully he gets better i've probably got i don't know yeah he's he's getting destroyed right now Only nine <laughs> yeah. minutes which is weird foul, foul trouble he got three fouls foul third yeah. quarter so he, he's they probably took him out early but uh white side's dominating him to be honest yeah. <laughs> all right so guys we thank you so much for tuning in 
uh, on the podcast. You guys can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Also check out our website, newlifefantasy.com, where uh, if you subscribe to the website and join the mailing list, as soon as uh, a blog comes out, you're going to get that information. We deal with fantasy basketball, football, and baseball. We got articles a lot throughout the week, so check that out. I think LT is working out on an article. Are, are, is that true or not so much? Yeah, the article is going to be worked out. We're going to have that article. It's probably an end-of-the-week article um, looking at some of these bigger games, uh, these highlight games that you're probably watching right now, like this Portland-Denver game. Just giving you a sage eye into the, the game flow. Who, who's who's going to uh, – who's looking bad, who's looking good in, in some of these top, top-tier teams and giving you a, a, a real sneak peek and so what to expect the rest of the season so uh yeah that'll probably be something that comes out on uh probably i'll try to get it out by sunday uh looking at some of these bigger games throughout the week nice so where can they find you out there lt yeah they can find me uh i, I got my twitter i finally uh remember my twitter handle it's at sage network x uh and then you can also find me on instagram underscore sage network underscore uh and uh yeah i'm looking forward to continuing uh exciting first week of basketball for sure nice and then last thing i'll say is you guys check out the article i dropped out actually today for the first game on the uh the raptors and pelicans game mm. uh the the I think that actually the, the article is called, you know, fantasy basketball opening day takeaways from the Raptors and Pelicans. It's a short read, but it gives you an idea of what could be expected in the future. So, guys, again, we thank you for listening in. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon. and Take a ride.